as you think about how you can become a great leader, you need to really think about how you can most effectively lead your own life. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm Matt Rouse, and today my guest is Adam Mendler, and he's the Chief Executive Officer of the Velos Group, where he co-founded and oversees ventures across a wide variety of industries, Beverly Hills Chairs, which is a leading office furniture e-tailer, Custom Tobacco, a -a one-of-a-kind cigar customization e-commerce platform, and Velos Solutions, a technology consulting and software development practice. Adam has conducted over 300 one-on-one interviews with leading CEOs, founders, athletes, celebrities, influencers, generals, and admirals. Adam has also written exclusively on leadership, management, entrepreneurship, marketing, and sales, having authored over 70 articles published in major media outlets, including Forbes and the Huntington Post, or sorry, the Huffington Post. Little difference in those two. (laughs) So Adam, how are you? I'm doing well, Matt. Great that I'm here with you today. Thank you for having me on your show and excited to be able to spend the time with you and with your audience. So looking forward to this. A quick aside uh, um, before we get into, I had some questions I'd set up for you also, but I was talking to a couple different people that I've been interviewing and it and it's like now is like the easiest time to get the best podcast guests ever. Everybody's <laughs> stuck at home, right? So I mean, it was kind of a, a bit of a slodge, you know, to get guests sometimes because you had to go through and, and you're like asking 10 people so you can get one person on your show kind of thing. And now everybody asks, I give like 100 percent return. <laughs> you know, I'm flattered that you consider me a good guest. So I, I will take that as a compliment. Thank you. It's just amazing right now. Kind of the weird things that come out of everybody being quarantined at home. There's definitely, you know, some opportunities when things like this happen and, and sometimes they come out of nowhere. There are pluses and there are minuses, right? Uh, I have no access to weights. I can't work out like I normally can. I know that for most of us, that's uh, kind of the least of our worries. But there are things in life that we wish we had back, like the good old days. But one of the positives is that I have the opportunity to hang out with you right now and with your audience. So I'm excited about it. That's right. I 100% agree. And also, kind of as an aside, my family just signed up with a gym like a month before. It was like a health club. Oof. Okay. And, you know, so we're taking my daughter swimming and all this kind of stuff. Now we can't go. <laughs> and you can tell if you, if we had video on this, that I don't go to the gym, <laughs> but all right, let's get right into it. So we're talking about leadership. Why is leadership more important now than ever before? Well, it's a great question. And it's a question that I'm asked all the time. And It was a question that I was asked before the coronavirus crisis, and I would have an answer that I would give before the coronavirus crisis. But now that I'm asked it in this very moment, this moment of coronavirus, we're seeing it firsthand. We're watching the impact that the leaders of our country, the leaders of countries all over the world are making on our lives, our governors, the president. You know, world leaders, look at what's happening on a state to state level. Look at what's happening in Germany and South Korea compared to other countries. You know, Matt, you and I are uh, holed up in, in our respective places as we're conducting this podcast. We don't know how much longer we're going to be holed up for. 
we're grateful to be holed up and healthy rather than to be in a hospital and, and suffering. And there are other places in the world where business is getting back to normal. Uh, Germany is being opened up right now. In uh, South Korea, they're playing baseball. We're not doing the video version of this, but I'm wearing my you know big fly baseball sweatshirt right now. And I thought I'd be at a baseball game this weekend. I was excited about the Angel season starting. Now we'll be lucky if we have a season. There definitely won't be fans in, in the season. You know, I won't be attending any baseball games until 2021, which is kind of crazy. So the way that leaders impact our lives is not academic. It impacts us in every way possible. It impacts us in the way that we live our lives today. Are we collecting stimulus checks or not? Are we collecting funding from the PPP program? Are we able to go to the grocery without having to wear a face mask? These are things that are impacted by good leadership or bad leadership. And it's something that I've been talking about and writing about for years. But now it's smacking everyone in the face, literally and figuratively. And it's you know something that I'm always passionate to talk about, but wish that we were talking about it in other circumstances. That's true. And, you know, talking about kind of leadership at even more of, you know, rather everybody's always looking at the president, right. And stuff like that, or, you know, sometimes their governor kind of thing, but almost no one even knew, you know, unless you live in a really big city, who the mayor is or who's on the city council and that kind of stuff. Like people just generally don't know those things. And then you have to see these people coming out and I live in Hillsborough, so just west of Portland, Oregon. And uh, Steve Calloway, our mayor, has he came out on video talking about stuff, saying what the city's doing, you know, talking about all these things. And and I thought from a leadership standpoint, it was really strong. They're using social media in the cities to get the word out, you know. And then you see some leadership in some other areas, you know, especially in some of the other states where things are a bit. I don't know. I don't want to call anyone out specifically, but there's some states where they're just there's been very little communication. There hasn't been a whole lot of of anything done from a legislative, you know, standpoint or from a support standpoint for businesses. Matt, and uh, Matt, you're 100 percent correct. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I look at the models that we have locally. I'm based in Los Angeles. I know that we were talking a little bit off air about how in normal circumstances we'd be considered neighbors. And now we're, you know, very, very far apart because we can't go anywhere. But in LA, our mayor is Eric Garcetti. And really early on when this was all kind of coming down, Eric Garcetti shut the city down. He shut down restaurants. He shut down gyms. He shut down businesses. He imposed rules that I personally thought were over the top. And I was not the only one who thought they were over the top. Uh, most of LA thought that they were over the top. And the first weekend of social distancing, most people weren't following it. I was driving around following social distancing guidelines, but going to the grocery. And as I was driving, I was watching a packed city. And the following Monday, they issued even stronger directives. They closed the parks and they close the beaches. And you know what? Leaders have to make tough decisions. They have to make decisions that are going to be unpopular. And those decisions prove to be prudent, prove to be truly right on the money. And Gavin Newsom, our governor, same thing. 
made decisions that were criticized, made decisions that seemed over the top, made decisions that seemed overly harsh. But California has been a model in terms of being able to get ahead of the curve relative to some other states. Washington, another good example. And leaders, yeah, all the West Coast kind of yeah. got, got ahead. And I think a lot of that is because they saw what was starting to happen in Seattle. And because Washington was kind of the first to jump on it. Yeah. And because they had that that small outbreak in Seattle at the start. So that really helped. And uh, yeah, just like you're saying, I mean, Le- and leader, leaders are going to be pandemonium in some other places. Great, great leaders understand that you're not trying to win the day. You're not trying to win the battle. You're trying to win the war. And you have a long term vision. You have a long term strategy. You have core beliefs. You obviously have to be mindful of realities and situations on the ground, but you need to act in what you know deep down is in the public's best interest and in the best interest of your stakeholders. If your stakeholders, if you're not a public official and you're a leader of a business, your stakeholders are your employees, your stakeholders are your customers, your stakeholders are your investors. And you always have to act with the long-term best interest of your stakeholders in mind. And you can't be guided by what feels comfortable and what feels soothing in the very moment. Even though a short-term win might look good, it's not going to feel good long-term if it is counter to what you need to do for long-term success. For businesses, what do you think are kind of the first kind of leadership steps? I know it's obviously where four or five weeks into quarantine right now, depending upon where you live. But what do you think are the, are some of the first steps that business leaders can do to sort of articulate that to their staff and to their clients? Well, another really good question, Matt. I think that the first thing that all leaders need to do, and you hit the nail on the head just with the word in your question, the key word is articulate. Leaders need to be overly communicative. To me, the three most important things that leaders need to do in times of crisis, and this is clearly a moment of crisis. Number one is leaders need to be truthful. Leaders need to be honest. Leaders need to be trustworthy. Leaders need to be transparent. Leaders need to have credibility. Leaders need to have their messages received and believed. So it's extremely important that as a leader, when you're addressing, we talked about stakeholders, when you're addressing your stakeholders, that they can trust your word. Number two, leaders need to communicate forcefully and aggressively. When you look at the last financial crisis that we had, and it's hard to believe that we look at the uh, 2008 market crash and call it the Great Recession. Unfortunately, nothing great about it compared to this. This is a lot greater. And in the financial services industry, there were a lot of people who got completely crushed and there were a lot of people who survived and, and bounced back. And an interesting thing that uh, that happened, specifically among portfolio managers, specifically among people responsible for managing money, the money managers who survived the Great Recession were not necessarily those who had the best performance during the Great Recession, but they were those who were 
the best communicators during the Great Recession. They were those who were not afraid to call their clients and explain to them what was going on. They were out in front of what was happening. They didn't duck. They didn't run. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. So in a moment of crisis, great leaders understand that as hard as it may be, they need to step up to the plate. They need to be there front and center and take the heat. Number three is extremely important. And it's something that Matt, you as a digital marketing guru, see firsthand with all the clients that you work with. It's something that as an entrepreneur, I'm obviously you know in the weeds of, but and that's it's extremely important for leaders to be adaptable and for leaders to be nimble and for leaders to be willing and able to pivot. You have to have the ability to shift your organization on a dime in moments like these. Because what worked yesterday is not necessarily going to work today and may not work tomorrow. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's a conversation I had with Sean Shepard a couple episodes ago. I say a couple episodes ago, but for me, I interviewed him like two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, he was talking about the ability for organizations to pivot, but not necessarily just pivot your whole business. It may just be a matter of pivoting either how you market your business or how you deliver those services or how you package your services or products together, you know, for kind of the new economy that's that's emerging out of this. And there's going to be changes. I mean, they're just they're 100 percent. There is going to be economic changes that come out of this. One of them, I think, that's a really big one is people starting to learn that they don't necessarily have to commute. Right. Sure. Uh, Another one is that people can do distance learning and, you know, stay in touch with the relatives over Zoom instead of driving to each other's house kind of thing. And also, so I'm not 100 percent sure this is going to happen, but I'm about 99 percent sure that there is probably in most places going to be legislation for how many people you can have in one space at one time. Not just like fire code, like how many people you can have in a building. But I think it's going to be how many seats in a restaurant can you have in a certain amount of square footage and how much distance needs to be between seats in a stadium or, you know, I think that kind of stuff is going to kind of come down the pipe depending upon where you live. And these are all going to be things that affect a lot of businesses. Same with, I mean, they talk about the retail apocalypse that people have been saying, you know, with shopping malls all over the country shutting down and stuff like that. This is going to exasperate that problem. Retail is going to start getting a little more empty and office space is going to start getting a bit more empty. I think there's probably going to be more hybrid model offices coming also. Kind of half office, half co-working space type spaces coming out. So those are just some predictions. We'll be able to come back and listen to these in the future and see if I was right. No, I think they're all really good predictions. There's nothing that you said. I mean, I know you and I can see each other on video or listeners can't, but you didn't see me shaking my head at all. No, these are all... (laughs) Right, that's true. Everything you said... um, unfortunately can't disagree with you actually talking about sports i have a prediction about going to sporting events too so i think sports are going to start to be televised and kind of more local sports are probably going to start to be streamed before people are going back to stadiums but i think they're going to open up the box seats first okay that's interesting because they're in closed spaces right and then i also think that there may be something like where they can take the seating plans and they can say, oh, you want a pair of seats? Okay, so you get a pair of seats and we empty the 
you know, what would that be like the eight seats or 10 seats around that pair of people? And then so the software can figure out how to seat everybody with leaving an empty chair. I think that's something that's going to come out too. Could, could be. And I know that the leagues are obviously trying to work through every possible angle, every possibility under the sun to figure out how to get sports back because at the end of the day, it's a huge business and the billions of dollars that are being lost. And theater, right? So movie theaters. Theater, absolutely, totally. Same idea, you know, live theater, same thing. Yeah, the entertainment industry is getting crushed by this, so it's... Unless you're an online entertainment provider, then it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah, and when Netflix is killing it. Yeah, if you're you're running a Twitch channel or something right now, or you're Netflix, any OTT place, all those delivery systems just doing fabulous right now. Good for them. I wanted to talk a little bit about if you have some advice for people to use their leadership skills in their relationships and their personal lives a bit, because it's not all just about work, right? Yeah, no, it's a, another really, you know, Matt, you're asking some great questions here. I appreciate it. You know, I, one of the things I talk about when I give talks to companies and to students and to nonprofits, I talk a lot about the leadership journey. And I'm a very big believer that before you can effectively lead others, you need to be able to lead your own life. You need to understand who you are as a person. You need to understand what it is that you're good at, what it is that you're bad at. You need to get to a point where you're truly comfortable in your own skin. I think that for better or worse, probably for worse, we've all been around leaders who are not comfortable in their own skin. They're not really in touch, in tune with who they are. And it's evident in how they lead. It's evident in the way in which they communicate with others, the way in which they interact with others. And as you think about how you can become a great leader, you need to really think about how you can most effectively lead your own life. So a lot of the core principles that I talk about when I talk about how to become a great leader are as applicable to leading a, a large organization as they are to leading a startup company, as they are to you know, leading a relationship with a family member or a friend. An example uh, among many is I believe very strongly that all leaders need to really understand who it is that they're leading. Leadership is the art of moving people forward. Leadership is the art of creating something out of a group of people, building something through a cohesive unit that you can help mold and shape and drive. And in using the, going back to your question, using the example of your personal life, your personal relationships, your friendships, you could have a friend or family member who will respond differently to one side of your personality, you know, in one way. And you could have another friend or family member who will respond to that same side of your personality in a very different way. So you need to be very mindful of the differences of the people in your life, what their needs are, what their wants are, what really moves them and you need to be mindful at all times of how you can best 
impact those around you, whether they're your employees or whether they're your loved ones. I think that, I mean, especially in times of crisis, as a person generally, a lot of times if you are a business owner or an entrepreneur, a lot of times you may be the solitary kind of breadwinner for your family or there's a large contribution that you're making there, especially, you know, some there's a lot of people who are couples that own a business, right? Or it's the family business and that kind of thing. And the rest of the family is going to be looking to you or, you know, the, the leaders of those businesses for a lot more than just can you keep the lights on kind of thing. True. It's a lot of pressure, right, for people to have. And I think it's important to, like you said, figure out what those needs are and be able to articulate to those people what, what they need to know and how they can help you and how you can help them. Absolutely. And Matt, you bring up another interesting and important point, which is we all face pressure. You don't need to be a leader to face pressure. Everyone faces pressure in their life. Pressure is big and pressure is small. It's how we respond to pressure that defines who we are. And in moments like these, I think we all need to take a step back, take a deep breath, understand that everyone is feeling some form of pressure, whether it's financial pressure, whether it's emotional pressure, whether it's some other physical pressure. I mean, at the end of the day, we're cooped up. You know, I was texting with a buddy of mine who's telling me about his wife and two kids and they're kind of cooped up in their apartment and, you know, he's not used to spending this much time with them. And, you know, everyone's adjusting to a new normal. And you need to recognize that you don't really know what other people are going through in their lives and the very moment that you're interacting with them. So kind of take a step back, take a deep breath and try to be your best self when you're interacting with anyone and everyone, because it'll make a big difference. Absolutely. And, you know, it can be a really trying time for some people right now. I mean, there are a few industries that are still doing well, but there's a lot that are doing really poorly right now. You know, a lot of people have lost their jobs. Some people could be losing their businesses or their family businesses. And especially in dealing with other people when you don't know their situation, it might be time to give people a little extra space, right? And be a little more patient with people than normal. Definitely. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you think would be helpful to our listeners? You know, I've, I've said probably three times that you've asked great questions. So I, th I think you've, you've really covered on so many good points. The one thing that I would add, I know I've kind of talked about it a little bit, is I really hope everyone listening in stays strong, stays positive, understands that there's only so much we can control. Leadership is as important today as it's ever been. But no matter how important leadership is, Leaders can only control so much. Be the best person that you can be. Be the le best leader that you could be. But don't allow things outside of your control to drive you crazy. Focus on being the best you. Focus on being your best self. Focus on being as good as you can to others. Focus on making this moment as positive a moment as you can. This is a time in which we have an opportunity to innovate, we have an opportunity to grow. We have an opportunity to pivot, to change, to try new things. And let's do that. Let's do it together and let's come out stronger. Absolutely. Be a leader in your home, be a leader in your community and uh, be a leader in your business. Adam Mendler, thank you for being on the show. The website is adammendler.com. Is that the best way for people to reach out to you? 
It is, Matt. Thank you. And if I could add one more thing. Sure. So uh, I launched a podcast called 30 Minute Mentors. And that's uh, something that if anyone tuning in found anything that I had to say at all interesting, it's a podcast that I started back in January. Basically, every week we go one-on-one with a different CEO, founder, celebrity, athlete, general, admiral for 30 minutes. So I try to bring on someone who is highly accomplished and it's conversation on how they got to the top and on how listeners can get to the top as well. So try to talk about leadership and try to really hone in on practical, actionable advice that can allow listeners to become their best selves personally and professionally. So quick plug for my show, 30 Minute Mentors. You can find it at 30minutementors.com or on your favorite podcasting app, however you're listening to the show. 30 minutes. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say 30 Minute Mentors, and we will put that in the show notes. You can get the show notes at hookseo.com slash podcast. And uh, Adam, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. And then I was just going to say, and Matt, I appreciate you mentioning my website. You can find me personally at adammendler.com, or you can find me on social media at Adam Mendler on Instagram, at Adam Mendler on Twitter. I try to make it easy, Adam Mendler. Perfect. All right. Thank you for being on the show. I think a lot of people will find this helpful and uh, inspirational and to be the best leaders that they can be. Appreciate your time. And uh, Adam, we'll talk to you again soon. Matt, thanks again for having me. This was such a pleasure. Really, really enjoyed it. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next time as we speak with the host of Billionaires in Boxes TV, Phil Palucha. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.